Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Alex Phillips, Economic Development Manager for the City of Burleson, Texas. During this episode, Alex shares how his community views incentives and also tells the audience about their exciting Burleson Works program. Let's jump right in to Alex's Economic Development Secrets. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us today on Economic Development Secrets. Ah, thank you. Uh, honored to be here. Wonderful. Uh, could, you, could you start out, please, by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Alex Phillips. I'm the city of Burleson, Texas, uh, economic development manager uh, here for our community of, you know, close to 45,000 people. Uh, it's in a suburb of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, part of the DFW Metroplex. Uh, myself, I've been here at the city for almost 11 years now. So grew up in this community. So now working for the community um, really is something that uh, I enjoy thoroughly on a daily basis. Wonderful. Well, then can you tell us a little bit more about Burleson? Like I said, uh, Burleson is a community of 45,000 people. You know, we have nine miles of interstate that runs through our community, uh, which bodes well for a lot of different things from uh, industrial, commercial, uh, residential, uh, kind of hits all of the high points that uh, everybody looks for in a community. Um, but we are a family-based uh, community and always have been. And even at a 45,000-member community, uh, we still feel like a community of 8,000 people. And, and that's kind of like uh, why our tagline hits home with a lot of people. It's hometown done right, um, because we feel like we are still a hometown, uh, regardless of our size. Wonderful. Well, and then what do you think some of the strengths of your organization are? I would say some of our biggest strengths of our organization is how everybody kind of works together. Um, you know, everybody says team and uh, it's one thing to say it, uh, but it's one thing to actually produce it and, and do that on a daily basis. And I feel like we do that really well. Um, you know, we're, we are a a corporation, you know, a 4A corporation, uh, separate corporation from the city, but we are city employees. Um, so, but we're still work together with our, you know, engineering or building official or fire department. Uh, when we have different uh, deals that come through the city, we're able to turn those around pretty quickly uh, to get approvals and to get them to, you know, the big groundbreaking events that everybody sees that everybody enjoys and wants to be a part of. So, um, and it's nice to have to be able to be a part of the team to uh, to facilitate that to where, where everybody's a part of it um, from, you know, the initial phone call to to the put the shovel on the ground. That's great. I'm sure you can get much more accomplished that way. Plus, it's nice having a good work environment, too. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Well, can you tell us about how you in Burleson view economic development incentives? I think our community as a whole um, looks at economic incentives as 
you know, you have to have those tools in the toolbox to be able to compete with other communities of um, of your size, not just in the state of Texas, but in other other states as well. Um, if you don't have those tools in your toolbox, then I mean, you're, it's kind of a detriment to development. Um, you almost have to have them nowadays. So how we look at economic incentives is a little different, I think, maybe than some. Um, just we want to work with the client or the company, whoever it may be, uh, to better understand where they're at. And we want to be able to make a bigger impact on their development by filling the gap of where they feel like they need it. And that could be anywhere from infrastructure to a monetary upfront cost to, you know, a tax rebate on the back end. How does a company normally reach out or where do you mostly get leads from? You know, our leads come from several different uh, avenues, being one from our state office, which we have a great relationship with, um, our state of Texas Economic Development Office in Austin, where everybody kind of in the state gets leads from, but then also from, you know, our regional chamber. We deal with Dallas Regional Chamber along with the fourth uh, chamber. And then also going to different conferences where these site selectors that ultimately hold the deals and hold the uh, the contacts for some of these companies of gaining their relationship and getting to know them and them getting to know you and your community and what you have to offer. Um, we sometimes get uh, the phone rings directly from the consultant or sometimes it's a neighboring community uh, where a company's at and the company's reaching out directly. So there's a lot of different avenues. You just never know who's going to be on the other end of the line when you pick it up. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, something to work through. Um, but, uh, you know, not every project is every project is completely different. Um, so it's approached uh, totally different from our team. Well, and then what does that first conversation with the company or site selector look like usually? Uh, it's, you know, it's very uh, informal, but also getting some facts, uh, facts about the project, but uh, giving them facts about our community as well. Um, them getting to know us. It's kind of, it's kind of like a date, you know, you're kind of filling each other out and, and telling each other about, you know, what your strengths and weaknesses are and and kind of, you know, you're courting the company and the company is trying to court a community that's best fit for their clients. So um, it's a little bit of a, a give and take. Um, but, you know, we're an open book here. We want to share as much as we can and we share our strengths, and which is great. And every community does that. Uh, we share our weaknesses, too. I mean, uh, you know, our, some of our weaknesses are something that, you know, companies are going to find out regardless. So if you're up front with them, it, it kind of shows how open book you are. Right, of course. And I love how you likened it to dating. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, absolutely. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, how much research do you put into, like, background info on the company? Well, sometimes we just don't have a lot of uh, to go on because they come across with these. Uh, some are great project name, code names, and some of them are, makes you scratch your head of like, where did that come from? Um, but uh, if we have a company name, we do some research. And my my first thing that I go to is their mission statement, their values, what they stand for, um, because that is something that uh, we find very beneficial to find out about the company. Um, is what they stand for. Do they fit our community? 
yes, we all want great companies and, and the bigger the better kind of thing, but we also want companies that fit our community that are going to be going to be here and going to be involved and engaged in our community activities and our nonprofits and, and what we're doing as a community as a whole. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> switching gears a bit, uh, can you tell us about your Burleson Works program? <laughs> so Burleson Works was kind of born from we started a manufacturing industrial alliance uh, where we meet every three months with all of our industry um, from a small two-person two shop, small business kind of here in the community up to, uh, you know, our, our bigger manufacturers that have 150, 200 employees. Um, we all got together along with some technical schools uh, that are a part of those meetings, the Texas Workforce Commission, and also our Chamber of Commerce and local ISDs. Um, in putting together a program because there wasn't one existing really that companies could uh, find the future workforce. You know, there's a skills gap in our community, there's a skills gap in Texas, there's a skills gap across the U.S. Um, there's no stopping it right now. It, it is until, you know, we have more programs kind of like Burleson Works or other programs that the state does at a, a state level. but. We all got together and the goal was is to put a program in place that benefits the companies with future workforce. That was the main goal. Uh, regardless of where they went to school to get the training or how they, how we contributed to get those people, uh, it didn't matter. The goal of the program is to get future workforce into companies that are in our community. So we developed this program called Burleson Works where every year towards the end of the year, we ask the companies what specific jobs they are having either hard time hiring or, or finding or um, you know a hard time getting people to have those skills. So what we do is we put up those job descriptions for scholarships um, that runs for a couple months of the first year through the end of February. So we're right in the middle of uh, getting towards the finish line of the scholarship application to being open. Um, and then from there, we we take all the applicants through an orientation type class of what to expect in the next steps of the program. And then we go to, uh, we give those applications to the particular company that an individual applied for. We, the company themselves interviews those applicants um, and they, and the company ultimately chooses who gets the scholarship. The company decides who gets it, where the training takes place, for how long, um, and that sort of thing. And it gets them the opportunity for that individual to complete the training and to come to work for the company. So we're trying to do all the vetting process up front um, to reduce the risk for the company, but also give the motivation to the scholarship winner to complete the training and come to work close uh, here in our community. That is such a neat program. About how many companies do you have, I guess, and then also people, do you have participating in this program? So companies here in town that participated with it, we have this year, uh, we have 16 jobs up for scholarship. Um, and last year we awarded five scholarships. So hopefully this year we'll be, you know, above the five for sure. Uh, my goal is 10 for this year, hopefully 16, but that would be great. But uh, I want to be realistic as well. So. There's no, there's no, uh, it's not mandatory that a company picks a scholarship winner. 
if it doesn't fit for their company, it's just not a fit. Um, the last thing we want to do is company to feel the need to have to uh, award a scholarship knowing that the participant or the potential recipient is not going to complete the training or come to work for them. So my goal this year is 10. Um, I'm, you know, this is just our second year. So uh, hopefully we, steep, we keep on uh, improving each year and having more and more scholarships each year. Wonderful. Definitely. Well, such an exciting program. And I agree. I hope that this continues to grow for you guys. It sounds like you guys have done a great job um, organizing it and pulling it together and creating a really wonderful program. You know, it, it takes a uh, it takes a village. You know, you hear that all the time. And, and this for sure is that I mean, but it showcases our community and the collaboration and teamwork that we have within our community to put together a program like this that's kind of one of a kind um, for not for just our companies, but also for the people within our region that are looking for work closer to home. Right, absolutely. Well, Alex, my next question for you is what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? I would think the biggest secret to success is the relationships that you have within your community. I think when when you have a company come to town and they see that you can put together a group of 20, 25 people in the room of all decision makers from different organizations at the drop of a hat, more or less, um, to be able to recruit a company, um, it shows the relationship, it shows the importance that the community as a whole has in new companies to create, you know, tax value or more jobs or whatever the goal is. Our goal is to create good jobs for citizens in our community. In having those relationships with all the entities, me and utility providers, school district, uh, you know, state agencies, you know, your state reps, uh, state senators, that kind of thing, of having those relationships, to me, that's the key to success because that shows a company that is looking at your community that you're going to work together with them along with everybody else. You're a part of the team if you come to our community. Great. Thank you. Are there any economic development resources that you would recommend to the audience? You know, I think our biggest resource that we most recently did, you know, Last year, going into this year, is, is, is your guys' dashboard. The Impact Dashboard um, has allowed us to kind of be able to put a scenario in there and kind of look at different incentive packages and how it impacts our community, but also how it could better impact the company as well, um, not just initially, but over time. So giving us this tool uh, to be able to utilize and, and kind of play around with and use different scenarios has, has able to give us uh, better data um, up front, but also on the back end of, of different projects that we may be working. Um, so between that and some other uh, things that we've kind of, you know, tweaked here and there in terms of different products that we've used, um, this this dashboard is, is easy, easy to use for uh, just the, the person that's uh, looking at it for the first time. Um, and, you know, being able to kind of put some, some deals together that benefit everybody. Well, thank you. That's always nice to hear that it's working yeah. and doing its job. Um, it just gives us a better flexibility for sure. 
Great, that's wonderful. We're really excited. We're actually uh, updating the app. We're uh, pushing out some updates, I think next week or the week after, or by the time this podcast episode is published, they will be out for about a week. Um, so it's Looking we're really excited. Yeah, we've been working really hard. And once we get these deployed, we have the next um, amount of updates that we're going to be working on um, with some new features. So it'll be exciting. We're so excited to push them out. And hopefully, um, we'll be getting good feedback about that. Hopefully, it'll be useful to you all. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're looking forward to, you know, data is constantly changing, uh, for sure, and how SOC consultants are looking at it. So having having updates on, on uh, tools that we're using is always beneficial uh, to kind of stay stay in, in uh, coordination with those guys. Wonderful. Well, and you mentioned going to conferences earlier. What conferences do you attend? So, you know, in years past, we we always went to different uh, expos and shows, maybe metal manufacturing or, or food manufacturing, that kind of thing. But we changed our approach uh, three to four years ago, I believe, and started to go into more conferences that where site selectors are at. So either be Consultant Connect that puts on some great uh, conferences or site selector guild. Uh, we go to conferences where site selectors are at because they're the ones that are, maybe they have deals in, in hand, but also they're giving you the most up-to-date of trends that are going on in different industries. That way you can better target with your marketing and your advertising. Um, so th those are the shows that we usually go to. Um, you know, we travel, you know, to mostly to those shows without the, within the year. You know, we may travel six to eight times, um, but more um, probably six to site selector events. And then we go to the big retail show in Las Vegas, ICSE, uh, where we represent our community and trying to get things here that our citizens want that, uh, that we feel like we're a great fit for. Other than that, um, there's some professional development stuff that we constantly do year over year. Uh, just as we feel like it's important for us to continue to grow and just not get complacent uh, in what we're doing uh, individually or as a team. So we're always looking for, for different, uh, different approaches to professional development uh, for us to kind of continue to grow. Great. Well, and Alex, I saved the hardest question for last. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is, what is your favorite hobby? Oh, my favorite hobby. Um, you know, my favorite hobby is when I get time to uh, hit the golf course for sure, uh, especially uh, when the weather's nice outside. Uh, so, I mean, this time of year is kind of hit or miss in Texas for sure. Um, you don't know if it's going to be 20 or 80. So, and that may just differ between uh, a Monday and a Tuesday. So, um, <laughs> kind of have to stay That's on so your true. toes with the weather for sure. But, um, but if I if I have time, I'm out on the golf course. Uh, just enjoying the time out and uh, with a hobby that I've had for a while. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us today, Alex. Um, it was wonderful hearing everything that you shared, and I know the audience really appreciates it as well. Well, I appreciate you having me. I really enjoyed the time and, and answering the, the the tough questions for sure, but also, <laughs> you know, just uh, benefiting from from everybody that's uh, been on this before me and, and, and people that will be on after me of gaining those insight from economic developers just because we're all in this together and uh 
you know, what one does makes the other better. So that's what I'm here for, and I, I enjoyed being here. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.